in today's show. Trades happen. Karis Levert off to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's take a look at what it all means. Mickey Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Well, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. You're getting a bonus show now. We're free and available on all platforms because a trade went down. Karis Levert has gone. He's gone from the Pacers to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, yeah, there you go. So Levert moves to Cleveland with a 2022 pick, Miami's 2022 second rounder, which is a terrible pick, for Ricky Rubio and his expiring salary. A lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick, maybe in the 20s if it's the, because it's the Cavs. A 2022 second rounder by Houston, not a bad pick, early 30s. And a 2027 second rounder from Utah. Who knows what that's going to be worth. So basically, Karis Levert for a pick in the 20s. Not very much there, is there? The paces are, are burning it all down, it appears. So when we look at things from a paces point of view, I think that what I say now could change in a day's time. Because I don't think that Sabonis and Turner, I don't think they're both going to be on this team. Who knows what's going to happen? I think there are other moves coming for the... Um, for the paces. I probably should have put this graphic up on the screen, but this is just, I'm literally just trying to get this stuff out as quickly as possible. There you go. So Indiana gets Ricky Rubio, 2022 first, a 2022 second, a 2027 second, and Cleveland gets Karis Levert and a 2022 second pick from Miami. Again, just a, a late sort of pick, nothing too exciting there with that one. So that's how the deal looks. This is obviously the Cavs who have lost Colin Sexton and Rubio pushing in to get some wing and guard and ball handling help. And Levert definitely provides that. This is, the report was that the Pacers wanted two first round picks for Levert. Obviously they were dreaming and they didn't get that. They got a low end first round pick, which is probably commensurate where his value is and what his current contract is and his age and his injury statuses and all those sort of things. And it's a great upgrade for the Cavs. I think it's a really, really strong move for them. Rubio wasn't providing anything for them this year. Their first round pick was probably going to be in the 20s. Those second round picks, the Houston one's got some value for sure. But for a team that's as good as they are at the moment, Levert's not particularly old. Yeah, there is some real help here. And this maybe eases them in terms of having to pay Colin Sexton in the offseason as well. It's a very, very interesting deal, I think, for Cleveland. I think it's one that makes a lot of sense for the Cavs. It's one that makes a lot of sense for the Pacers in terms of a rebuild. Although, again, you would have hoped they could have got more for Levert. But obviously, that stuff wasn't out there. You know, that deal wasn't there for them to get more value back from him. And maybe the value that some of us have in you know, NBA Twitter or NBA fandom or NBA media, maybe Levert's value just wasn't that high around the league. And I know a lot of people have got quite down on him and some people really value him. So obviously the NBA teams are on the side of you know, being a little bit down on him. So that's not, it's not a huge deal. It's not a, it's not a great return. What it does help, it makes them worse. And I think it's a cascade for other players potentially moving here. From the, uh, from the Pacers in the coming days. So what we say about the Pacers, which is what I'm going to get to now, that could easily change. 
So who loses value in Indiana? Well, no one, really. Levert moves out and no player comes back. So no one's losing any value in this scenario. I don't think that's an outrageous thing to suggest. Like that's that's just as obvious as it gets, I think. Um, but what it does do, obviously, is open up a ton of playing time. At this point, we've got no idea what's happening with Malcolm Brogdon. None. Is he coming back at all? How's his Achilles soreness? We've got no idea what's happening with TJ Warren. Is he returning? I don't think he is. Is TJ McConnell going to play? I don't think he is. Is you know Sabonis and Turner both going to be on this team? I don't think so. One of them probably will be gone. But for now, with the uncertainty around Brogdon and those other players, the value of the following players, I think, rises. I just did a waiver wire show earlier today talking about, hey, keep an eye on Dwayne Washington. Well, I think, here we go. I think there's a chance here for Dwayne to, to start to put some numbers together. Will he be the guy that steps in as the starting point guard? I would... I would have to I would have to imagine so. Now he does have some shooting issues at times, and that can be a, a concern in terms of where his value lies. Is he a huge assist player? Not really. But he could get 30 minutes a night. That is going to be quite dependent though on what the hell happens with Brogdon. I don't mind taking a flyer on Dueno and seeing where this goes and seeing what his um, what his playing time starts to look like. I think there is some real potential here for him to provide some, some pretty interesting um, numbers. And I don't mind it, but again, it could blow up completely if Brogdon returns. Because I don't know where that makes him sit. Does he just go back to being a backup? There is so much uncertainty with the paces here that I'm just quite unsure with how it all goes down. But he gets a big bump. Now, Chris Duarte has been struggling. We know that. But given this move, I would make sure that he's rostered. He hasn't been doing anything great, but no Brogdon, no Levert. It's got to help. Justin Holiday, his upside, I think, is relatively low, but he's worth looking at as well. And then deep leagues, I do think it helps Lance Stevenson because, again, they'll need someone who can dribble. And there's not that many blokes down there. For as much as I don't like Lance Stevenson as a player or even as a bloke, I think that there is there is value in him being able to distribute, to run the team, to handle the ball. And they don't have many guys who can do that. So he maybe moves into 16-team territory, Lance. Dwayne probably moves to 14. Duarte solidifies in 12. And Justin Holiday solidifies the back end 12. If you want to take a flyer on Dwayne Washington at 12, I don't mind it. But again, there's so much uncertainty with what happens with Brogdon. And this team could be markedly different. Like Sabonis might go, and there might be another point guard come in in a trade there that... Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie comes across and then Washington's value is done. So be really careful about what you're sort of doing in terms of trying to get him. Before I talk Cavs, though, I've got to talk Bilt Bar because it is the best tasting protein bar ever. With how many podcasts I'm smashing out this morning, I'm going to need to smash down some Bilt Bars because I need that energy. But they're not high in calories. They're low. 130 calories a bar. Four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, but jam-packed full of 17 grams of protein. And the taste is unbelievable. It's off the charts. Cookies and cream, the goaded flavor. There's coconut, there's raspberry, there's strawberry, there's orange, there's mint brownie, there's peanut butter, salted caramel. So many great flavors. So head to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% off your order of those delicious Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. The NBA is rolling along and BetOnline has everything covered there. But more importantly, the Super Bowl. It's a week away. BetOnline has all the odds, the props, the lines, and ever before. More than ever. 
as you head towards the Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. We get, might get more clarity on the Pacers situation at the NBA trade deadline, February the 10th, Thursday, 3 p.m. We're going to have a live show on Locked On NBA YouTube channel go for, going from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be hosted by Kim Becker, analysis by Johnny Corrales, and by me, talking shit on the show, telling you about everything that's going on at the trade deadline. So head to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, and you'll know when we go live. But if you don't know, here it is, Thursday, February 10th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Get on it. Watch us as we chat all trades. Let's look at the Cleveland Cavaliers side of things. Well, they are in an opposite situation here to the Pacers in that they trade out a player who's not playing and get back a guy who's going to play 30 minutes a night. So a bunch of guys are going to lose value. Dean Wade was starting in place of Lowry Markkinen, as was Chetty Osman. Both of those guys are losing value. They're losing that starting spot. That's cooked. right? I don't even know what happens when Markkinen returns. Do they keep starting Markkinen? Or do they keep starting Okoro? I think Markkinen might go out of that lineup and they will go with a keeper Coro there for defensive purposes and start Levert. Or they could play Levert as a 30-minute bench role player. But regardless, Wade and Osman, Wade's gone out of the rotation. He, he won't play anymore, I don't think, when they're healthy. And Okoro uh, and Osman's going to go to a 15-minute night role. Isaac Okoro is going to, instead of playing 32 minutes a night and getting a couple of shots, he loses out there. He drops. He's only like a 14 or 16 team league guy anyway. Darius Garland, he's not going to be droppable or lose tons of value, but he will lose a little bit because he was doing everything. The only bloke who could pass or dribble or create on this team. Now there's someone else who can do that. So while Garland will be still great, he's going to lose a little bit of value. Yeah, same with Evan Mobley. Just a couple of shots. When you're replacing Dean Wade and Chetty Osman with someone who's going to take shots and handle the ball more, everyone's going to lose a little bit. Kevin Love is going to lose a little bit because Markkinen can push a little bit more to the four now. So Love will go from 24 minutes to 21 minutes, most likely, and lose a couple of shots. Lowry Markkinen probably goes from 31 minutes to 28 minutes. And I reckon, I reckon Lowry ends up becoming a drop because of this. I don't know that for sure. He was really fringy, borderline anyway. And I think he might move into being a drop. I wouldn't do it just yet. We're still waiting for him to return from injury. But I think he loses just a little bit here. And Karis Levert loses. He goes from a team where he was getting so much ball handling with Brogdon out. His assists are going to drop. His usage is going to drop. Might that help his efficiency? Yeah, but it also might not. I think he's going to lose quite a bit of value here, Levert. Not droppable, of course. But you're just going to have little bits knocked off the top of Levert, of Markkinen, of Love, of Mobley, of Garland. And guys like Okoro, you drop down from a 14 to a 16. Uh, Osman goes to like an 18. Dean Wade goes to a nothing. Markkinen might even go to a 14-team league player but it's just going to be a whole bunch of guys losing little bits of value right across the board. In terms of players that gain value, well, absolutely nobody. I don't really see anyone gaining value from this Levert acquisition. I don't see how that would be the case. Again, you're adding just 30 minutes into the rotation, and I don't see how that helps anybody. So there's my quick, cheerful recap of the deal. Let me know what you think. Drop it down below in the comments. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.